I think there's a difference between talking about security and selling security and being a trusted advisor there. Our trusted advisors are selling security. They're selling cloud. They're selling co-location. The as a service movement is here and it's here to stay. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Incident Report presented by Quest Technology Management. I'm Paul Burke, Director of Technology Communications. Every week, I'm joined by VP of Sales and Partnerships, Adam Burke. The Incident Report brings you conversations with thought leaders, business innovators, and channel mavericks to help you stay productive and agile in a changing technology landscape. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Incident Report. I'm your host, Paul Burke. I'm half your host. Across from me, Adam Burke, how are you doing? Good, Paul. Excited to be here. Super pumped about our guest today. We've been on the channel a long time. Got a little bit of nepotism in our employment here. And uh, I think that's shared with our, with our esteemed guest coming up. So I, I think we had a great interview. Uh, looking forward to sharing it with everyone on the podcast today. A little different setup today. So joining Adam and I in Quest National Channel Manager, Brian Perdue, today is Max Schumann of Avant. Max joined the Avant team in 2022 via acquisition and is the West Region Director of Sales. Max and Avant are committed to the success and growth of their national strategic VARs and trusted advisors. Really enlightening conversation. Learned a lot. Yeah, we've been partners with the Avant team for, for a long time. It was great to see Max carve out some time in his schedule to tell us what they're up to and what he's doing on the West Coast. And um, yeah, for anyone in the channel, hope you guys enjoy the, enjoy the conversation. Today, we're excited to have Max Schumann here with Avant. Max, how are you doing today? Doing great. Excited for this. Thank you guys for setting this up. Yeah, thanks for making time. First and foremost, Max, for those who, who don't know about your journey, what brought you to Avant? Well, as, as a few folks on this phone call, I come from a, a fine line of telecom nepotism. My dad has been in the industry, what Planet One would have been, 31 years in business about two months ago, which is pretty crazy. But I got into telco pretty early, literally straight out of college. I started interviewing senior year with a few providers in the space, ended up landing at Masergy, where I kind of came through the ranks up there working at an MSP. So I uh, started on the inside team, ripping up the phones and cold calling like crazy, ended up going to the global team and then shifted kind of more onto the contact center alliance team. So had a different kind of perspective before going over to Planet One, really heavily on the managed networking, large global opportunities, loving the security side of things as well, and then shifting over into contact center. So got my bearings over at Maestrogy, went over to Planet One for about two and a half years, which was awesome to work at the family business, work with my dad, work with my brother. And then we got purchased by Avant where we've been uh, really crushing it for just over a year now over on the West. So helping to lead up some of our strategic partnerships with some of the largest trusted advisors and some of the best trusted advisors over on the West. So I was curious, how's that transition been? Because Planet One, Avant, you guys are both very large organizations, had different cultures and systems. And yeah. how how did that merger go? Was it smooth, smoother than you thought or had some rough edges? I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. As crazy as it seems, like we were very different in in the way that we went to market. So I I truly don't believe like we really had much overlap. So it's like 
it was very plug and play where I think you see a lot of other integrations with companies where it's like they have a lot of overlapping things that they do really, really, really well. I think where Planet One was great at was the agent experience and the trusted advisor experience on like really going above and beyond. And Avant was very good at that, but all of our back office, like that was 30 years of being built in where it was like immediately plug and play with a, the Trojan horse, like pre-sales enablement that Avant had. So I really think it was very, very complimentary. Even to this day, it's like we've seen a massive uptick with our trusted advisors being able to grow immediately from Planet One into the Avant ecosystem. And it's been like all gas, no breaks. So as far as the integration timeline, like I would tell you it was as seamless as it could have been because we were inherently so different. And like we always said, it's like one, one plus one. I think it's like equals five, but you know, in this sense, it's, it's really been a multiplier for all of us and for our trusted advisors. When you were going through that transition and what you're seeing with the, the Avant ecosystem and trusted advisors, what do you, what do you see on the West as far as like, where are people like just knocking it out of the park in, in your mind and Quest, we're a supplier in the channel. We've been doing this for, yeah for a while as well. And Always interested, you're, you're leading the team from a Western standpoint and working out with the trust advisors out here. Where, where are agents and, and, the, and the TAs out here succeeding? And then, and then also, where do you think there's a gap? Any, any, any thoughts there? That's a very fair question because I think something we all can agree on is that this business and these trends are very cyclical. Over, let's say, the last six months, we've seen a, a massive kind of shift in, uh, in where businesses are going and where they're, where they're starting to think. What I've seen is a lot of people went and they were in COVID and they bought a lot of technology. And I think there's a difference between understanding technology and then making that technology work within your ecosystem. I think we have a lot of that now. I think just because people understand something doesn't necessarily mean that they're up to speed on it every single day. They're managing it. They're op they're looking for operational efficiencies and technology efficiencies within that tech stack and the things that they bought. So we're, where we've seen a lot of opportunity, managed services coming up, a lot of security people that inherited technology and are looking to host it under one umbrella. We've seen a lot of people go to the massive hyperscalers and sit back in two, three years later and go, well, I'm getting an invoice. I have no idea why it keeps raising and I want somebody to manage it. So I think like specifically within cloud security, that's technically where we've been seeing a lot of traction lately is the people who are like, maybe I can just buy something and then have somebody like you guys come in and manage it. That's where I would tell you a lot of the medium enterprise, even a lot of where the enterprise is starting to think with those opportunities. So uh, heavy influx of managed service opportunities have really, really started to come to fruition lately. I, I was talking with your brother, Jake, at I think it was Channel Partners. We were hanging out in the Avant Lounge and he was kind of asking folks around, what do you like about Pathfinder? What do you like about the application? You know, and they were coming up with some cool stuff, it sounds like. So excited to hear about that, I think later this year. But one of the things, you know, when, when I knew you guys back at Planet One, you guys had your own back office and some pretty cool mm -hmm. applications. And I think one of the coolest features that, that was embedded in your system was, was customer spend descriptions and kind of showing the trust advisors and the agents, hey, you have this part of that business, but by the way, 
here's all the other things that that organization is 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 executing on and spending and, and that's their wallet share right here's their security spend here's their application development spend here's their ucas that was such a powerful like visual i think i mean we're all salespeople at the end of the day right and we're all kind of trying to figure out where people are looking for help yeah i thought that was i thought that was amazing an amazing feature and I, i'd love i'd love to hear if avant's thinking about bolting that that type of capability into things for your trust advisors and i, I just thought that was a very very powerful cross-sell direct visual for people yeah that intent data is incredibly powerful i think a lot of the times like it's really easy to get centered in on an opportunity and get razor focused on like one thing well it's like there's so many different influencers within the business that we've seen now, like you have CROs that are heavily influenced, you have CFOs that are heavily influenced in the security discussion now, like you are seeing new players happening like inside of these deals. And I think being able to understand all the different spend that your customer has and those decision makers is incredibly powerful. The intent data is something that we will continue to work on, I would say more of a future type of deal. There's a lot of innovation into the back office. I would say like visibility into the business that we're providing in P2. That's going to be more of the immediate, but yeah, intent data is an awesome one. I'm, I'm really curious. I have a few friends in that space about where that kind of starts to come into a platform like P2 and then how mm -hmm. we take that to the next level. But yeah, definitely one to keep uh, keep our eye on there. It's such a powerful message because sometimes you can get so focused on that one opportunity you're, yeah. you're pursuing. And now Brian and I talk about this all the time with the trust advisor communities that we're talking to. You get so focused on that one deal, that one bid, that one proposal, but traditional infrastructure, network, and even managed services is only touching 20 to 30% of, of an organization right. spend in IT. There's so much more outside of the traditional colo network and even some security services around applications and integration. There's just a huge, huge need out there for, for putting those parts and pieces together. So we are seeing the trusted advisors sell solutions they've never, ever sold before. Like, I think that is where Avant and like you guys are so positioned well on, on the future of where the channel is going is because like we have people moving really, really, really complex opportunities that I had never seen even a year or two, three years ago that are now going down as well. It's like, so the sophistication on these deals to go and win, to get the entire spend, like that's, that's the stickiest thing ever is going in and selling, you know, as many solutions as possible and monetizing all the spend with your customer. The worst thing ever is if you're single threaded an opportunity and your biggest fear at that point is churn. You go in with a provider like you guys who is very, very sticky in nature to help monetize the spend and more importantly, the experience down to the, down to the customer as well. That's kind of the game changer on where you can see scale and growth for your business moving forward. Yeah, that diversity of kind of revenue streams there. And then also what we found is a game changer just at the client experience is a lot of these deployments take a lot of complex, multiple vendor kind of herding the cats, kind of trying to get a lot of things to execute together. That's where when you have a trusted advisor who's willing to have that conversation around a, a complex solution, and then you can bring multiple multiple services together under one service level agreement. Customers are kind of seeing it as a no-brainer kind of decision. Like, well, yeah, if, if someone can execute on this. Now, there's there's tons of people out there who tell lots of stories, 
But if there's someone out there who has a track record that can deliver on multiple disciplines under one umbrella, that can really shift the game for the trusted advisor and for, for the client. So I know, Brian, you're the, you're the newest one here to the Quest ecosystem. I know you've known Max and his family for a long time, but what are, what are your thoughts on how that's kind of all blended together? Well, I think it's funny, and, and, and Max, I shared this with you, you know, with you guys when I came on board. When I when I first came on board here, I, I kind of had that single threaded mentality, right? Give me, what is the one thing that Quest excels at, right? What what is the one thing that partners are that aha moment for them? And fast forward a couple of months later, and I was like, wow, we do a ton, and and the complexity. Well, a lot of companies tend to run away from that. We embrace the complexity of a lot of the projects that we work on. The one, the one thing that I love is just kind of that land and expand mentality that we have. And and I, I think one of the ways that we're unique compared to a lot of the suppliers and, and everybody's portfolios is we really do work with a partner and we really do work towards land and expand. A lot of providers won't compensate your, your TAs on the customer calls in six months later. They need to add X, Y, Z. Your partners aren't, aren't compensated on that unless the partner actually initiates the, the order process and everything through the through a lot of the suppliers. So, so whether it be leading off with with something like infrastructure or or application development or staff augment, the sky's the limit with with where we can work with your TAs and get our foot in the door. To your point, to Adam's point, having so many different products and solutions under one. SOE under under one account is huge. I mean, customer attention's through the roof. This company's, I mean, Quest has been around for 42 years. And and same reason the Planet One was around for 30, 31 years. There's a lot of good employees, a lot of hard workers, uh, and the partners actually trust what you guys do, what what we do. And that's huge. And BP, I think you just mentioned a really, really, really good point about you guys, which are there's land and expand, but like I can tell you from experience, there's a lot of people who talk about land and expand, but like you guys are touching some really, really, really complex deployments, some like some some really, really hairy opportunities with a customer. You guys are solving the hard problems and then everything else is just kind of a pull through after that with the land and expand. You guys have solved some really complex business problems, been able to kind of scale that out to the trusted advisor community. And I think that's, you know, that's a tough thing for a service provider like you guys to go and do. But after you do the hard stuff, it's like, you know, again, you know, at that point, everything else just is... Uh, it's like, would you like fries with that? You're just getting everything. Max, with, with Avant and when you're seeing the growth, like where are you seeing the next, I've heard this, I've heard this term kind of the next generation trusted advisor a couple of times. There's, there's the folks who've been in the game for, for years and kind of maybe have a telecom background. There's a couple VARs who are getting into the game from a trusted advisor standpoint. Where, where are you seeing the next, the next phase or because you guys are growing a lot. We see new TAs come on board all the time. We see your your different regional events and training sessions going on all the time. Where are you seeing the growth for the new TAs hopping on board? Just people in the industry looking to put out their own shingle and kind of yeah. make a run at it themselves or what, what, what are you seeing there from a growth standpoint? Love that question. I would tell you this, it's not only the new trusted advisors who are coming on board, but it's also our existing partners. And like, I, I will steal this from Drew Lidecker. Our greatest superpower is that our trusted advisors are selling multiple solutions, whether it's cloud, it's UC, it's contact center, it's security. Like 
we're, we're, our trusted advisors are, I think there's a difference between talking about security and selling security and being a trusted advisor there. Like our trusted advisors are selling security. They're selling cloud. They're selling co-location. Like, so I think the next iteration of, of where this is going is like the as a service movement is here and it's here to stay. For every single CIO that's that's looking at this model, this is the difference between them having a job now or in three years looking for a new job. That's how powerful this movement is. Because again, it's like we always look to things to outsource. Like I don't go and mow my lawn. Why? Because it's time multiplier and somebody can do it a hell of a lot better than me. Uh, same thing with Instacart and Uber. Like we are always looking ways for ways to automate and make things better in process. Like that is where the trusted advisor go is going. And that's where this movement is going. It's like, why, why do it yourself when somebody else can do it way better and they're up to speed on everything. So in terms of like those next generation partners, like our national strategic VARs, for instance, like we're starting to see everything roll under this OPEX distribution model. With our normal trusted advisors who are going out, like they're selling the most complex opportunities that we have seen. So our greatest superpower for us and our trusted advisors is I would say the, the wide array of services that are now being able to be delivered to customers. And that can be a one-person shop, that can be a three-person shop, or that can be a three, 4,000 shop with a couple of thousand different sellers. It's all about enablement and simplifying this model to go out to their customers and show everything that the trusted advisor has access to. And I, I've heard Drew talk about it for years, and then we've, we've seen some live demos and some things like that where they go through the Pathfinder overview and I think there was a story where there was a Fortune 100 or 500, I forget who it was, but it was a large organization basically looked over and said, you guys just summarized what my entire team's been working on for the last 18 months and yeah. you you have it built out, which is, a, it's, a, it's an amazing capability really by kind of taking all those, all those capabilities and showing, hey, here's the, here's, here's what it is. Here's how you, here's how you can basically attack this problem but you guys are kind of putting together the beans and the bullets and the pick list, if you will, for, for how to do that, which is. Yeah. I mean, and I would say the same question you just asked me, reverse it. What are, what are you guys seeing? Like, have, are you seeing the next generation of partners start to come in? Are you seeing different trusted advisors come in and start to go and sell more quite like, you know, same question back to you. For us, it's you, we, we deal with, we deal with partners and organizations, but it's usually at the individual level. There's a couple folks within a within a, a larger organization that are kind of the uh, they kind of lead the charge first. They're either okay asking the uncomfortable question or asking the question that maybe they don't have the answer to in a room with their client. Mm -hmm. We're seeing success with organizations that are willing to kind of get outside of that normal comfort zone, and that's that's traditional legacy bars that have been selling subscriptions and boxes and yeah. and hardware for a long time that are are seeing that their clients are needing help with integration and ongoing day two management and just asking that question hey how are you guys planning on managing this this application after it's rolled out or how are you planning on migrating to this hyperscaler they work out these cloud these cloud consumption models but how are you planning on getting that application from on-premise to a hosted instance and just what avant's been great helping us do is brokering that confidence with that trusted advisor that, Hey, you can ask that question and you might not know the answer when they come back, but you've got to, you have a team behind you that can help you execute. So 
Yeah. It's not, we have, we have some folks, you don't always necessarily partner with the whole company, but there's a couple reps within that organization that are comfortable having that. And usually are the leaders we're seeing, we're seeing those folks who are comfortable kind of asking that next question. Those are, those are the folks that are growing the fastest with us. I think challenging was the theme of our, our special forces last year. And it's exactly right. And I think it kind of echoes exactly what you said. It's like, we need to start challenging people to think differently about technology. I think that's really powerful. And it's like, if you're not doing it, somebody else is. It's like mm-hmm. challenge challenge new thoughts of different ways to do things. I, I love that you guys are seeing that. Yeah, and it, it can happen you know, in one meeting or it can happen over the course of an engagement. We had one organization that started out it started out just with helping them monitor, manage, and support some firewalls that the client was going to be purchasing and and kind of doing a traditional way. But then that that account manager was curious, right? You gotta you gotta have these account managers, these trusted advisors, they gotta be curious about how things work, how things happen, and yeah. just kind of keep asking that question because that just through a couple of his questions, he transitioned, he he kind of 10x'd his own deal just by asking the question around, hey, would you like help? deploying, managing, and supporting those firewalls under one umbrella, as opposed to kind of bringing three or four pieces together to, you know, to kind of Frankenstein a solution. Challenging is a great word. Curiosity, trying to understand, being okay, asking a question, not assuming everyone in the room has the same answer. Because I I think a, a lot of times we all kind of look at each other and assume yeah, this is just the way it's done, right? Well, maybe not. There might be a different way to to attack this. And I think that's people who are willing to have that curiosity, I think are being heavily rewarded. We're seeing some massive growth with yeah. our with our trust advisor community that are willing to do that. I love the fact that that opportunity 10X, that's a, that's a sweet thing. Adam mentioned you guys do a lot of regional events and everything. What's the What's the message around this year's special forces, what, what can the trusted advisors expect? The greatest thing about special forces is it's a three-day event where we roll, we literally, I mean, we, we roll out every single red carpet for growth of the trusted advisor. I think the biggest thing this year that we're focusing on is like scale. Like how does Avant help you go and scale your business? And I think you're going to see a lot of new conversations and a lot of the new breakout sessions. You're going to see more challenging of rebuttals and objection sessions about how to position this new type of technology because our space is growing more complex because customers are buying more tech technology than they ever have. Like we need to, to arm our trusted advisors up with all the information possible about how to get you guys into new opportunities, how to land and expand, how to challenge your customers, how to go to market with new types of technology. That's really the theme of special forces. I mean, every single year we want to create the platform for growth. And we think that it starts at special forces. I know we're looking forward to that. That's special forces coming up in Phoenix later this year in October. So that's going to be, that's going to be awesome. Definitely looking forward to that. Max, you got some other cool stuff coming up in October. I know you're raising some funds for it. So you're, you're running, um, is it your first marathon in, in Chicago this year? Is that, that's going down October? I'm running my, my first and potentially my last marathon. We will see. <laughs> Ultimately, I am running for Lurie Children's Hospital and raising funds there. So currently I'm at 4700 bucks trying to raise $6,000 and all the proceeds go back to uh, 
the children's hospital and directly the children in need. So very, very passionate about this one. My my family and my uncle works at a Phoenix Children's Hospital where he's a CDO. My cousin went through care at Phoenix Children's and unfortunately lost his battle. But what these hospitals do, what these people do is nothing short of absolutely amazing. So wanted to raise uh, you know funds for, for a good cause. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on getting after your first marathon. And uh, we'll definitely put the link to your fundraising page in, in the show notes here and, and blast that out to accompany the episode to our many, many listeners that is growing every single day, Paul. So we'll definitely get that blasted out. And Max, very important question. I think everybody wants to know what is on your playlist when you're about to run a marathon, what music are you going to? If my camera were working, you would see me just put my hand over my my face right now because <laughs> that question ranges every single day. Mm-hmm. I think EP would be proud of me with that electric guitar in the background. Little Motley Crew kickstart my heart. That gets me rolling. Maybe even a little ACDC. I love the old rock and roll. But so what I've done is for every hundred dollars, I'm doing a song suggestion that that's contributed. So if you have the hundred dollars, you get to send over a song recommendation. And what I will tell you is as many amazing people are there are in this channel, some of them are trying to torture me with these song recommendations. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty hilarious. I've got some good ones. You don't have to call anybody out, but what is the worst? What is the worst song so far that has to be on your playlist? I, I've got some Rick Esty in there, but I've also got a song from Mr. Wiggles. They're all over. I've got some T Swift in there. I've got some 50 Cent. We have officially crossed every single musical genre. Yeah, that's an eclectic mix. Sturgill Simpson, George Strait. I mean, we're we're everywhere. You got to auction off that playlist as maybe an additional uh, an additional feature fundraising feature after the race. Get a, a signed photograph of Max wearing your medal, and you get a copy of the playlist on Spotify. I don't know if anyone would raise money for that. <laughs> no, I'm excited. So it should should be fun. Definitely has uh, been a fun goal. What's also cool about it is the Avant folks will be out there too. I think on mile 14, cheering me on. So uh, I'll need a little little pick me up at probably 14. So it should be a good time. That's awesome. That's awesome. I got to jump in here real quick. So Max, I, I I've been a part of many of your guys' festivities in the past, right? Are you guys still going to keep the tradition of the ugly sweater Christmas thing going? I mean, who doesn't love a good Cousin Eddie sweater? I mean, BP, if you're asking for it, then it's going to happen. I mean, of course. <laughs> we need it. I need more Cousin Eddie in my life. I've got my <laughs> my Cousin Eddie sweatshirt. I've got like the the pullover robe too. I'll send you. We're, we're just, we're leveling up on uh, the Christmas sweater ideas, BP. But yes, I can see nice. a sponsored... Uh, event, you know, where we do a ugly sweater or anything like that, we'll figure something out. Eggnog chugging competition. If you remember that, that was probably the pinnacle of the worst. Yeah, that it it sounded great (laughs) until it didn't go great. But it was entertaining if you weren't in it. You know, the savage part about it is I was like, it was like 50 bucks to the winner, which was just like, I, I don't even, I don't, that's not worth it. Like I said, it seemed like a great idea question for you just because you got the jerseys in the background there what was the highlight of your collegiate baseball career so if i could take this photo off of the wall it would be we on the 100th year of the pac-12 we won the pac-12 men's baseball championship 
which was awesome. It was really, really, really fun. That was probably the pinnacle of the baseball career. So we ended up going to Ole Miss and they were like the number two team in the country and beat them in front of 15,000 people. They have this unbelievable tradition where when their guys hit a home run, I'm I, like everybody in the outfield throws their beers in the air. And so uh, it's crazy. You guys have to look at it. One of their guys hit the home run and they threw their beers in the air. There's beer everywhere. Like the stadium is bouncing. And we ended up winning that game, which is pretty crazy. But I would say between between that regional and the Pac-12 championship have to be the highlight of the of the baseball career. Nice. That sounds like the stadium just wanted to increase beer sales. The greatest uh, marketing and sales ploy ever created was by that by that Ole Miss stadium. Now I just get to hit dingers and slow pitch softball, which is probably equally as fun. Max, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do, to do that? My thing for everybody is like. I think collaboration and stuff like this is is only to benefit the channel. I think the more that we collaborate, the more that we talk, the more that we hear different thoughts, the, the further our channel goes. So even if it's just for a conversation not related to Avant, if we want to talk about selling more quests, which obviously we do, you know, you can reach out and talk to us about some of the badass wins that we've had with you guys. But yeah, my contact, I'm Schumann at GoAvant.net. Happy to chat more. Well, Max, again, hey, thank you so much for joining us for the Incident Report. This has been fantastic. Yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Looking forward to doing more with you guys. I think this is only the start. Some really awesome stuff. So appreciate you guys bringing me on and happy to do it. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Max. Thanks so much for listening. The Incident Report is brought to you by Quest Technology Management. With over 40 years of experience, Quest is a leading technology integrator working seamlessly with your staff and systems to achieve your IT goals. Learn more about everything they do at questsys.com. And if you have questions or suggestions for the podcast, you can always email Adam and myself at theincidentreport at questsys.com. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time.